When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got another fun show for you today. This week, I'm bringing back on Tyler and Chris from Dockside Media. And they have a new uh, new project called In Plain Sight. And it's a documentary this time about the government cover-up and what they're trying to hide with the UFO UAP phenomena. I have tried three or four times and had to cancel with Chris, uh, with Chris and Tyler, um, it just don't line up sometimes, but these guys are awesome. They've been very patient with me. Um, you know, I think both of us had schedule conflicts actually, um, over the course of the last couple of months, I was hoping to get this out a few weeks ago, but here we are. Uh, while we wait for, uh, for Tyler to jump on, let me just remind everybody that Patreon and the website are open. Um, you can join, be a member of Believers Only section on either one of those, whichever platform you know is best for you. We have uh, additional content. We have early release stuff. Uh, there's a, a big project that we're working on right now called Shadow Appalachia that I've been brought on board with and uh, I'll be doing some uh, some teaser trailers and early release kind of information stuff on there on the website and on patreon so if you're interested in that check that out um other than that i just want to thank everybody for your support things are growing and let's go ahead and just bring tyler and chris on now all right today we have tyler and chris back with us um i've already done the pre-intro so we can just get get straight into it I would like to start off, if that's okay, by saying that this is probably my favorite documentary you guys have done so far. Dang, that's what we like to hear. I mean, oh, yeah. let's go, Buffalo. I mean, Heck it, yeah. Uh, I, I get into uh, the conspiratorial side of things, but you guys brought some pretty heavy hitters as far as, you know, witnesses and people on, like, you know, coming forward. Uh, I was very impressed man very I, I loved every minute of it you not you nailed it you nailed it thanks dude that means a lot uh, we're we're pretty proud of it too but the um uh the response we've been getting has been pretty overwhelming um i think we're just really excited to see people 
consuming it, watching it, and then giving us their feedback. Because the worst thing that can happen is when we make something is if we don't hear anything at all, good, bad, or indifferent, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, nobody's even watching this thing. Yeah. But the best thing is like so many people saying, oh, this is your best one yet. I loved it. And all these uh, <clears throat> these like synchronistic moments where they're like, this thing in this movie, like I had something like that happen. Whatever it is, that's the stuff that really like hits home for us, I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, so what inspired you guys to do it, uh, to do this one? Like, to go the route you did, it's kind of a bold move, you know? Um, a lot of times you hear about people getting shut up when you start getting into government interference and men in black level type stuff. So what what made you guys go yeah, for Yeah, no. <clears throat> Thankful I'm still here, man. I'm so optimistic and positive and just nothing but good vibes that, I hope if any of them cats are keeping tabs on me, they're like, oh, dude, he's he doesn't mean any harm. You know? <laughs> uh, like and same with Chris. Chris is a good guy as well. And so like the way it came to be was last, I, I believe it was November of 2021. So like 11 months ago, I saw that retired CIA officer John Ramirez, what who's featured in our doc. Right. I saw he was doing some different uh, interviews on uh, various YouTube channels and had done a PowerPoint presentation. I can't remember how long it was, but it was lengthy. And he did his due diligence and sent it in to the CIA and they like signed off on it. And he was like, you know, it doesn't mean everything in that, like it's it's true or it's CIA's opinion, but they said it's okay if I say all this stuff. So I saw that. I'm like, Chris, dude, what, what about if we make like, uh, yeah like a documentary about like in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs. He's like, yep, let's do it. So went and interviewed John Ramirez. <clears throat> After that, we got MUFON field investigator, Jesse Peak. for the listeners and viewers out there. MUFON, that's your mutual UFO network. So he's out of Philadelphia. Uh, you know, he's interviewing people that are seeing uh, UFOs, uh, having abduction experiences, implants, that sort of thing. So he's boots on the ground. From there, we went uh, and late. And after that, we got Tom Carey, his interview, who's a Roswell author and expert. The guy's written 12 novels on Roswell, interviewed over 600 first and secondhand witnesses. And my man was doing it like in the 90s where he didn't have Google, Twitter. He couldn't DM people. I mean, he's like doing phone book, like library research, calling people. You know what I mean? It's like it must have taken an incredible amount of effort for him to write those novels uh, he just released one recently but uh certainly you know when he started it had to be super tough then from there we got eric mintel who's an invest a paranormal investigator and experiencer himself uh with eric mintel investigates out of uh, bucks county area in pennsylvania and then from there as fate would have it we ended up landing richard Doty who's a former air force office of special investigations counterintelligence officer <laughs> And, you know, if we're, I kept telling Chris before we landed him, like, dude, we, we've got great interviews, great footage, but if we're doing a doc on the intelligence community and UFOs, we need somebody else in the intelligence community. And, and we're able to manifest this interview with Richard Doty. And, you know, that really completed, uh, you know, gave Chris all the material he needed to start interweaving those stories uh, in post-production in the edit. Yeah, man, it was. So that's how it came together in a nutshell. Yeah, it, it was awesome. You know, when you brought on Richard Doty, I believe I have one of his books somewhere. 
Uh, yeah. No, it's no, it's Richard Dolan. No, I don't have one of his books. But okay. I saw his name up there, man, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's – I was shocked. You know, I was shocked. Like, you guys, you, you outdid yourselves, man. I, I <laughs> Thanks. That, Thanks, homie. And like you said, dude, it is – yo, it – it's an adventure. I mean, it feels like we are living like in a, in like a Jason Bourne movie, bro, where like I'm flying out, you know, to interview these people. Um, yeah, and like looking over my shoulder and whatnot, right? Like or, yeah. or stopping along the highway, getting out of the rental car, smoking a cig, just, you know, kind of making sure nothing is following me kind of do. I needed the cig anyways, but while I'm here, let's just make sure I'm not being tailed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was just like, you know, it is kind of, whatever a little crazy in that sense or hairy because right you do hear these stories and you know i show up and john ramirez is like oh yeah the cia they know you're coming you know like so he had told them right that i was coming to interview him so it's uh yeah it's it's it was just really really interesting and dude this is a great for any of the listeners or viewers out there that are fans of dockside media here's a little easter egg for you if you saw any of our other docs I actually interviewed Richard Doty at Sue Walker's house and it's not like they knew they didn't know each other from Adam um it was just logistically as I'm trying to schedule this it's like oh dude oh my gosh well hey Richard would you be able to meet me here and so it was cool that's a neat little (laughs) easter egg that is cool that's cool that worked out Uh, Uh, did you notice anything like was there anything anomalous going on while while you were doing the filming or doing your interviews, like, did you have like the, the wiretapping, you know, that, that noise, the clicking and stuff like that, that you would usually get if you, uh, if you're being listened to, did you, did you have anything weird go on? I, I didn't now. Granted, it was a bit of a whirlwind only because like I, for Richard, like I flew in at like 11 PM into Albuquerque, uh, drive, three and a half hours south uh, south down to Roswell. Cause I'm like, well, I got to wake up when the sun rises and get drone footage and B roll footage for the stock just cause I'm, I'm here. Right. I got to do it. So I drive down there, sleep in my car for two hours, get that footage, <clears throat> drive all the way back to Albuquerque to Sue's place. Um, get there at like noon, uh, Richard show. I get stuff set up. Uh, Sue and Otter help me. Richard shows up at one. I interview him for like an hour and a half. And then fly back to the airport uh, and hop on the plane at like 3.30 to fly back home. So maybe just because I was going so fast, there was something like that that occurred. But to the best of my knowledge, I mean, I didn't, it was odd. I, but like, I didn't, he, nothing um, pinged my spidey senses at all during these interviews. Yeah. It was very interesting, in my opinion, that <clears throat> like John Ramirez and Richard Doty, both just very human people like meeting them richard very disarming um you know he's not like gregarious or you know it's not like he's trying to befriend me he's just like kind of quiet and stuff um a little bit nervous beforehand like you normal people get with cameras and lights and a mic on you and all that so it it was very like a very uh humanizing experience and i did not get any gut feelings that anybody during these interviews were not being genuine and sincere in like what they were saying that they saw and heard. And Chris can speak on that too, having not been there and then just 
having the footage to edit, right? And just seeing a person, you know, you can tell like, oh, dude, it, something seems off. So Chris, like, what was your feeling on seeing these different interviews, especially from former counterintelligence and CIA? Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting seeing the raw interviews or being there in person. I mean, like you get a sense of people. Um, and for everything we've done so far, I've never gotten a sense that the, the people we're speaking to weren't being sincere. But a lot of the interviews I'm not at. <clears throat> so, for instance, like the Richard Doty and John Ramirez one, two very different people, but uh, interesting in the raw edit to see their personalities play out uh, uncut, you know, not distilled down to the cinematic thing where it's just raw because Jean Ramirez speaks very personally. He told a lot of like stories about when he was a kid and growing up and all kinds of things that just didn't make it into the movie because they just didn't really kind of fit with the story we ended up telling, but it gave me more insight into his character. Uh, it, it made me indeed, like I was endeared to him quite a bit more because it seemed like everything he was talking about when he would talk about the UFOs and, these these uh you know experiences he's had uh they clearly had a personal touch on him and his life on the other hand you got richard doty who is a very controversial figure and he's incredibly interesting to listen to and his stories are incredibly interesting and he tells them like he's giving you a presentation um probably because of his like background where it's just like yes yeah, so matter of a fact right but the whole time, I'm, I'm unsure if I trust him or believe him just because you, you know what his job was to spread disinformation. So, I mean, people always turn over a new leaf, change their ways and stuff. And maybe that's what he's doing. But it's still in the back of my mind. I'm like, are you are you being serious? Or is this real right yeah. now? I don't know. But I also don't get the impression that he's full on lying or anything. But man, it was his job. So he's got to be good at it if he, that's what he's doing. So either way, interesting dude. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a safe statement to make. Very interesting, dude. Hey, did you guys, because uh, I've been into aliens and stuff like that since I was like a kid. But there's still like tidbits that come out that they say just like you said, so matter of factly, that kind of rock me. Like how, how are they hiding this? You know, and how these guys are just flat talking about it. Um, did, did you pick up or learn anything new about like, to what extent the government had relationships with these entities or beings or whatever you want to call them? Like, was any of this like mind blowing to you? Oh yeah. I'm pooping my pants at the, I mean, I'm keeping myself composed, but I'm like, Oh, this is just great. This is, I'm loving, I'm loving everything I'm hearing right now. This is amazing. I, um, and there was I, stuff said off camera then like that was just matter of factly to me i'm like wait what but <laughs> what but also i this think it's hard. hard it's hard for us tyler and i because we're always looking at it like what what will make the best and most compelling documentary and so oftentimes you're in an interview and you're like okay yeah this is interesting this is interesting and then the guy says something you're like oh shit that is perfect for the movie <laughs> so it's like this selfish thing where you know what i mean we're like thinking like oh this will this this will fit so perfectly in there uh and so like half the time that that like really interesting stuff kind of goes over our heads because we're like focused on you know the movie aspect of it yeah yeah but yeah i mean i thought there was a lot of a lot 
of like new information. And that's what we've been told by other podcast hosts that we've been on. They're like, wow, you know, I've consumed this content and study this for a long time. And man, the stuff they were talking about, uh, yeah, some of that stuff was, was completely new to me. Right. Um, even about say like the Roswell incident, I'm like, Oh wow. That's re That's really a uh, cool. And dude, for your listeners and viewers, here's another nugget. So we go, um, I go on a podcast the other night and the host uh, is Deb's data dojo. And she just so happened to be, uh, like friends with John Ramirez, the retired yeah. CIA officer. I mean, had, I guess befriended him or connected with him, networked with him after he started, you know, giving these uh, talks and whatnot back in November. But so she like, unbeknownst to me, just went and asked him, hey, uh, you know, what did you what did you think of in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs? And the statement she read, he was just, you know, super like, wow, you know, these guys are just super professional, did a great job. This is so polished. And I was very happy to see that there was other people talking about information that you had to be read into to know. And dog, my heart nearly exploded when she said that. I'm like, bro, that that is cool. I mean, it's just insane. Like just how the stars aligned and, you know, John watched it and yeah, we weren't getting his feedback or anything. He just to another person happened to, to mention that. I'm like, yo, that's, that's really sick. Yeah, it really is, man. And, and what kind of coincidence is that, that she knew, you know, <laughs> she knew him too. Yeah. I, yeah. It was, it was, uh, I don't know. She's a good researcher and she does, she's like a dog with a bone where she just reaches out to everybody. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, uh, all things considered, it's not super like, yeah. Uh, okay. Out of the, out of the ordinary, but the fact that, yeah, she drops it while we're on this podcast and it was just like, oh, and, and it was like, you know, it, it had only been out a couple days at that point. You know, I who who knows? Like, we let John know it was released, but, you know, people have lives. They can't just drop everything and watch it on a Tuesday night all the time. Right. Um. So, yeah, it was just cool how it all worked out. That is he cool. said. Now, people have had time to watch it at, by this point. Um. So... I don't want to. I don't want to ask you guys to give spoilers, but I, I wouldn't want to ask if we could have released this the first time. I mean, I'm, you know, with the scheduling conflicts we had, man, we had to move stuff like three or four times. But now that they've had a few weeks, could you guys tell me what like your favorite part is? Like just like a a sample of like what what was it for you that that stood out the most about this? Like, um. Well, for me, one, I kind of already touched on it, but was seeing John Ramirez's stuff that actually isn't even in the documentary was was actually really touching. But uh, when we were interviewing um, Tom Carey, when he talks about extra temporal uh, species, UFOs, aliens, however he wanted to say it, uh, I remember talking to Tyler after we filmed and I was like, that was a really interesting concept that he just touched on there. I wish we would have got more of that from other people because that was fascinating to me. Yeah. And the fact that he got that information from uh, Werner von Braun, you know, uh, uh, who was like a Nazi scientist. He came over during operation paperclip and Tom Carey got this information from his sons 
who he interviewed, like the sons of, of uh, Werner Von Braun when he interviewed them. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I'm with Chris. That was really dope. Um, you know, there's actually some like, I don't know. There's just some really, really sick stuff that, that these guys are talking about, you know, from, from hybrids, you know, to, to beings at Roswell and stuff like that. All fascinating for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I love John Ramirez's story about working as a signals intelligence analyst for the CIA. I think it was in the nineties. I want to say monitoring uh, Russian airspace, right. And seeing, you know, a UFO and anomaly come up on the screen and then seeing the Russians notice it and respond to it. So it's like, Holy cow. Like, yeah, this isn't ours. This isn't theirs. I'm watching this in real time. Um, and so I, I don't know, but for whatever reason that, like, I always just love that little tidbit. It's like, Oh man, it's, it's really neat. Uh, yeah. It's just fascinating to hear that side of it, aside from all this cool stuff about Roswell um, and, and all that. But I, I like that. I like that part of it. Yeah. Cause when you hear stuff like that, that goes like inside the CIA, like that, that gives you a, a glimpse of they're doing what, you know, they're, they're sitting here watching Russian airspace. Like we, we are, James Bond and these guys right now, we're, we're totally spying in on these guys. And th you, then you happen to catch this activity and watch them, how they respond to that activity. It's like three levels of cool. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Cause he was, they were looking for like ballistic missiles. I think that was his, uh, you know, his like, uh, specialty or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, dude, you're thinking, man, monitoring this airspace, looking for ballistic missiles, tracking something into it from the arctic circle the russians right they're mobilizing like what the heck is going on here so you realize like oh well it's obviously not their ballistic missile if they're like responding to it having right. countermeasures or whatever um so yeah i love that part of it man what about you what did you have a favorite part the, the one that stands that? out was it, it was the the additional information about the roswell case um it's one thing to say, yeah, they recovered a body or, you know, they suspect that maybe there was an entity that was kept or whatever. But this is like specifics, like how many years they kept this guy alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what? I loved it. I, I loved it. And you just let him go, man. Like, and you all shared it, you know, like, I know there's additional off the record stuff or off the camera stuff that they talked about, but you guys just got gave up the goods. And I love that. Thanks. And it's amazing, man. It's just, it, you know, I think it's the, uh, whatever the heartbeat of Dockside media and that we just let these people share their stories, you know, we're, we're not really like directing them on, uh, you know, where to go with it. Um, you know, sometimes, right, they'll say something and like when the cameras get hot after 30 minutes, I'll have to give them a single hey, signal, hey, we got to let these things cool. So I'd be like, hey, when we come back, could you, you know, expound on that a little bit and then go, you know, wherever. Um, and so, yeah, it's neat. And like Richard to see him, you know, just be talking like matter of factly and then just like catch himself and he'd be like, oh, you know, I, I can't actually say anything more about that. And then keep. it was just... Uh, yeah, it was really, really neat, man. So when he's talking about that stuff, you know, it just, 
I don't know, man, it gets me fired up. And, and, you know, there was the report that was supposed to be due here from Congress on the 31st, uh, like the, the, you know, the, the new UAP report by law and they like delayed it, you know, and I think it's even indefinite, right? They're saying like, Oh, something about, I think they're saying the end of this week they're hoping, which would not be surprising, right? It comes out on a Friday. So it kind of like gets buried in the weekend. News, oh yeah. Get you, uh, the weekend, you know, yeah, for sure. people. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it's just so weird um, that, yeah, that report was like due and yeah, there's like no like real hard concrete answer on, Hey, this is why it's delayed. And this is why, this is when it's coming out. It's, it's, uh, you guys, you guys are why it's delayed. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and that's what we're hoping, man. You know, yeah, cause bro. like, dude, a part of me, you say you're into the conspiracy side or you yeah. understand that, man, there's been enough government, uh, like operation Northwoods and stuff, which was rejected, but there's been enough things proposed uh, and, and certainly like proven that they were a thousand percent true that it's like, Oh dude, I, you never really know, right? What are they capable of? Sure. And so my mind's like, well, look, if the cat is eventually coming out of the bag and disclosure is going to happen, I feel like a smart nation with our intelligent nation with uh, an intelligence community would want to do their best branding it and presenting uh, or getting the population like comfortable Soft with disclosure. different things so that it's not rocked. So it's like, dude, maybe we just happen to start doing these documentaries at the right time where, yeah, all of these different intelligence officers, Department of Defense, like NASA, right, is is for is forming like a team to study data and UAP. So it's like, well, why is everybody doing this? And, you know, my I feel that like if anybody's really into branding or marketing, it's like, well, we got to get ahead of this right. so that it hits right. And the narrative, you know, like people are comfortable with it and it's it's looked at in a favorable light versus a hostile light. Right. Yeah. And, and doing it in this way, like just so happens a couple of weeks before the report comes out. If there's anything that comes out of that report, that's going to. Uh, agree with what's in the doc you know it, it that's just a it's a beautiful thing it's not like you guys are replying to the report uh, you guys aren't giving out old information you guys are you guys are still ahead of the game on this you know it's like does the does the doc you know does the report include this because we have this solid information from ex-cia operatives you know uh, it's that's a wonderful thing uh, I, you guys are smart uh, or it's just fate or both, you know, <laughs> rather be lucky than out. good, man. I think it's probably, yeah, destiny, man, just kind of fate in the stars. I know, um, you know, there was another documentary moment of contact that came out here the same day as ours by James Fox, you know, who's a big uh, UFO filmmaker. And, you know, there was a, a clip of him uh, doing an interview saying, you know, somebody in the Department of Defense or whatever like contacted him and said, man, you could not have picked a better time to release this. Like, I don't know how you knew, but, and it's just like, wait, what? Um, just really fascinating. And I guess since it's not, we alluded to it a little bit, but it's, I find it very uh, a synchronicity that, you know, in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs is a good bit of talk, you know, about a live, uh, extraterrestrial biological entity and then 
I believe in in uh, Moment of Contact, uh, James Fox's documentary is also talking about a live, you know that that there was a live uh, extraterrestrial, and it was about you know a case down in Brazil or whatever. Oh wow! But so either way, it's just weird that they it both is. hit that, and I don't know if they were going out to try that, but we certainly weren't. You know, that's just what came out of these interviews. Yeah, yeah, that, that's wonderful. I haven't watched that other documentary. You know, I, um. I haven't really had a chance to lift my head up in the last month or so, man. But yeah, uh, there was something else. Oh my gosh. Yes. Entities, biological. Uh, I just did an interview last night and we got onto the subject of UFOs. This guy had seen some crazy, crazy stuff. Um, 100% believable, but crazy. Just the way these things seem to morph uh, these UFOs were morphing in the air and stuff. And that got me thinking. I've already had the thought, but um, the terminology, you guys know it went from UFO to UAP. Why do you think that is? Because for me, I thought maybe if if some of these pictures that I've seen and some of the reports that I've I've been told are true or accurate, it almost sounds like the the craft itself is some sort of biological entity. Like we're looking at, you know, a living something out there. Maybe not a craft at all. It is its own being. Um, would would that spur them to change it to aerial phenomena because they don't know what that is? But it's not just a flying object. It's like something alive. Um, have you I all mean, heard anything else about that, that kind of stuff? That's a possibility. I would, I guess, my first thought would be possibly they renamed it to make it sound more credible, yeah. because how long has there been a stigmatism for the term UFO? Um, you know, people people associate it with negative stuff a lot of times, where it's just like, oh, this person's crazy; they believe in UFO, all this stuff. Um, and so possibly by rebranding it UAP and, and then officially putting out these government documents, it's like, oh, this is an official thing. Um, again, maybe it goes more towards like the soft disclosure aspect of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I mean, we always, I think because humans are just trained by what they see, we always assume aliens are going to be like hominids, you know what I mean? Right. But who knows? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think to that point, Chris, it's like, yeah, uh, um, like Facebook, right? They went and rebranded as Meta, you know, because they wanted to create this new image. It's like no longer really called Facebook, right? Like their company name is Meta. If like you look it up on the New York Stock Exchange or whatever. Um, so and trying to, you know, like rebrand. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the UAP is like trying to be like rebranding to get just a new different uh because here's the thing it's like oh well you know like my my eight-year-old child chris has young kids like they won't pro they may not know the term ufo right like they might only know the term uap so in their consciousness and subconscious it's always been uap and for the next generation will be the same and the next and the next so right. you know maybe it's easier to get people people comfortable with the new term also would not be shocked if like it's something that man as it as we're gathering more data as we're having more scientific 
highly intelligent people looking into this as we're understanding like quantum physics more you know maybe it's something where it's like oh well they're really not flying they're using quantum entanglement they're just moving from point a to point b by harnessing yeah like anti-gravity or whatever it is this quantum entanglement where they just connect the two points and uh, and go so you know maybe it's something like that so they're starting to rebranded as hey guys you got to stop thinking of these things flying no if this is a simulation or whatever like or a hologram like hologram boop boop like they can just pick any point like if we were above a chessboard and boop boop just move it from one to the other and it's like uh instantaneous well with quantum entanglement it's instantaneous so yeah that could be a possibility because it's like dude the human species man we can't see past the end of our nose like we right. really can't we don't we don't know what a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand years looks like in technological evolution we just we don't man the fact that my eight-year-old is like uh helping his probably mid-50s or whatever teacher uh third grade teacher like connect to the projector right and do different electronic things that you think hold on wait 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 this, like this is a full-grown adult human being how can they not intuitively know how to get whatever the the screen up you know up on the projector and kids it's just that's what they know right and there's some of these kids that are like that are in minecraft or something that are like like michelangelo like they're you know what i mean like the the level of creativity and dedication and passion to build a world out and it's like dude these kids are five six seven eight it's like holy cow that's nuts we were not dude you should have seen the forts i was building at five and six they were dog crap dude the wolf would have blown it down in a sneeze so <clears throat> it's wild yeah another 10 150 or 100 250 years of that it's like dude i don't know what <clears throat> children might be more productive than us right. who knows yeah hey, you brought up a lot of good points there man a lot of good points because one generation ago you know when when i was my kid's age there was no cell phone you know there was like a maybe a bag phone for your car or something that your parents might have had but, uh and now it's like all the technology in the world you know all the information ever disclosed is right there you know went through all of high school and like most college without a cell phone. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did get one at 16, but my son is like begging me, you know, asking for one for Christmas. And I'm like, bro, you're, you're eight. Who are you, dog. Who are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, what are you, <laughs> what are you, you've got a giant iPad that does the exact same thing. But well, yeah, I know, but yeah, no, he's got to text like, those ladies. All right. Yeah. Dude, I guess I don't know, but it's disturbing that, that I'm even considering you know, like age too young. But the fact that my mind is even like, God, oh, dude, he is really mature for his age. He's respectful of Ida. You know, it's like, dude, my parents would have never in a billion years got me so funny yeah. at eight years old. I got a Game Boy when I was like 12. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. They don't know how good they have it on these car rides, bro. I'm oh, like, dog, you have been made. Yeah, eventually i got a game boy and it can help pass the time but for a long time there bro it was staring out the window man Dude, listening listening place. like think yeah just whatever dreaming stuff up in your head listening to whatever was playing on the radio like that's 
but that's what you did for three and a half hours, 12 hours to the beach, whatever it was, you just yeah. grinned and bared it, bro, because you didn't know any different. Yeah, but when that Game Boy Advance came out, the shit was off the chains. So I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, absolutely, man. That made my life infinitely better. I'd go to my <laughs> sister's baton competitions. I could sit there all day yeah, at those. For sure. They just kept playing that on repeat till you go insane. But, dude, yeah. once I had the Game Boy, oh, yeah. I was fine. Don't matter. Don't matter. Yeah. Oh my God, Kevin. Well, let me ask you all this, because I, the, the closest thing to a, a CIA informant or whatever you want to call this guy that I, I've had on my show that I know of was my own dad. He, uh, he worked for the NSA and he had a couple of really, really far out stories that he shared about his personal experiences and people that listen to the show, they've all heard that already. I have a feeling maybe maybe twice that he's been on there talking about it. But I, you know, and I have my own UFO story, but I would love to hear about you. Have either of you had any kind of UFO story, any kind of sighting experience, um, closet abduction experience that you don't want to talk about, but you want to release right here for the first time ever, anything like that, you know? Chris, you go first. I unfortunately do not. What? I know, mm. but Tyler has some stuff. Everybody's got a story. Well, I got um, stories for days, but not about UFOs. <laughs> not about UFOs. I'm not going to really answer your question. If the audience wants, yeah, just personal items about or personal stuff about Chris's life, we can fill you in there. I can depress <laughs> you guys for the next hour and a half if you oh, like. No. Just let me know. I can unleash. Here we go. That, that so, yeah, um, dude, when I was out filming, one of the campouts for Secrets of the Sasquatch, actually, the dude bailed or had to reschedule but i'm out by myself uh in a state park 26 degree weather setting up this tent like it's already dark out when i hike in and uh, i'm pretty far back in i don't know it was like i think a half mile or mile like not super far but it's like oh one like you know 100 yards in and uh yeah as i'm setting this tent up i happen to see this like light tracking across the sky like dude that's that's really weird one what the hell that is and then it like stops starts like dropping down pauses drops down towards the horizon more pauses drops down and i'm like at this point i'm like oh what the so i'm like pulling my phone out go to like uh film it and then by that time it's like down below the tree line um like what so i made a quick like uh well i made a reddit post after i got everything set up but at the time i didn't have like a ton of brain power to commit to like processing it because like dude i had to get a fire ring built uh, and then make a fire before I froze to death. So, so I was doing all this stuff and it, yeah, I just, you know, wasn't totally sure. But after I, uh, also after I interviewed Sue Walker for conscious contact, full disclosure, uh, and she is a clairvoyant and medical intuitive and her experience is she's in telepathic contact with the Ponte extraterrestrials in the Sandia mountains. And, of, of new mexico so like when uh i when i was going to leave her interview she's like hey we found that a lot of times the ponte visit the people that have stopped out here to interview me um especially if they you know like verbally state that they're okay with it i'm like yep no i'm, I'm fine with that i'm comfortable with it. she's like um what about your son i'm like yep he's cool with it fast forward i get home uh a few days or a couple or a few days later just some odd kind of hitchhiker effects start happening son's medication disappearing his inhaler like being there and then like one second and then like what the hell like 
uh, grid walking the living room looking for this thing for a couple minutes, him and I, and then it just like appears like, you know, a couple feet away from me on the floor. I'm like, wait, what? We just like, how did this, how is that there? So we had a few things like that happen and where uh, my son was just starting to get like a little bit unnerved. He's like, dad, this is like, what, what is this going on? Like this bag was moving, you know, in the house. There's like no draft. It, it was just stuff that was odd. And he's like, not one to embellish and stuff like he, whatever, all these things we were experiencing. And it kind of just got to the point. I'm like, Hey, look, bro. You know, say it's these Ponte or extraterrestrials, whatever. If they're if they're just messing with us, like they're just teasing, bro. They wouldn't be doing us harm if they wanted to. We'd already be gone. We'd be done. So here's the deal. I'm like, yo, Ponte, if you're out there just, you know, <clears throat> poking fun at us, messing with us, please make dad the best filmmaker in the whole world. <laughs> and dog, that was, um, I don't know. what well, uh, I think in, I'm trying to think would have been like probably late September, early October of 2021, bro. We've got four documentaries picked up since then. So if the Ponte are out there helping nudge this thing along more power to them, we didn't have any uh, odd things happen after that, like proclamation either. So uh, yeah, it could be all coincidence, but it was interesting. Nonetheless, man, you set my brain to places. I didn't expect it to go. <laughs> like, you know, if you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you'd never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in america you can use promo code bump 22 and save 10 percent site-wide all right that's bump b-u-m-p 22 to save 10 percent site-wide this is a veteran-owned business like i said every component of every product made in america the buckles the zippers the straps american made um, there's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. But wait, there's more. <laughs> hey, Chris messaged me and said that if you guys use Bump22 as the promo code this year, that he's going to increase that discount to 15%. So get on there now. Use Bump22. Save 15% site-wide at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. All right. This, this, my show is all about unexplained and, and monsters and paranormal kind of activity. And if these, if these beings are able to to pick up your open communication. They're getting your consent. They're doing trickster activity. You know, this falls in line with so many other things throughout lore. You know, it's and and plus the description of how a lot of these these entities look kind of goes along with older descriptions in lore, you know, like uh the Fae. 
you know, the, the skinny bodies, the, the tricksters, the, uh, the little people, the leprechauns, the, you know, modern poltergeist activity, uh, demonic activity, especially with the consent. And it's just so crazy how all of this stuff seems to pull them together. Did they, did the people you talked to yet, did they allude to anything about like a, like an ancient, uh, I, I, well, like an agent connection, like these are the same characters that have been in play. Like, you know, I would imagine. And I'm just spitballing here, man. You yeah, guys, I might, think Eric, like... I think Eric Mantel at one point touches on some of that stuff. But it is interesting how like we kind of uh, make up things for stuff we don't understand. Yeah. So like you're talking about all these creatures that you know from like uh, stories, right? Yeah that have been passed down for years and years and years and it's like at this point we think it's just superstition it's just oh it's this children's story it's just this made-up thing but what's to say that it wasn't something real and it's been distilled down that whisper down the lane effect over generations and generations and generations right. um that there isn't a nugget of truth to some of that and it was just a more primitive culture trying to explain unexplainable to themselves because we right. still do that <laughs> yeah. um so yeah no man it's interesting all that stuff it's a it, it's a wormhole right like it's a it's just a deep hole you keep going down and exploring i mean that's what your podcast is right yeah. that's what um, all these <clears throat> podcasts we go on are and i think there's definitely a lot to like there's definitely a lot of um i don't want to say this like legitimate things amongst everybody's stories especially with like large things like roswell or just like some of these facts seem concrete amongst everyone right but then like richard doty will casually throw in new facts and that that's the stuff that is interesting also muddies some of the stories because mm -hmm. everybody starts throwing in their own information and then you're like well is this true or is it this is it this and this so maybe that's more of that whisper down the lane effect. And you have to kind of use your best judgment to kind of navigate those waters of what you think is the most credible sources for this stuff. But I guess from our perspective, it's like, we just want these people to, to openly be comfortable telling their, their stories and their experiences and let the audience decide. Um, but we never want to give a platform to someone that we think is just trying to grift or trying to be insincere right. um, because that kind of undermines our whole mantra we have with Dockside Media, where it's just like, at the end of the day, we want you to watch this thing. We want you to be entertained, maybe informed, but we want you to leave it with a positive uh, mindset and hopefully an open mind about a lot of this subject matter, even if some of it seems silly. It's just like, just just keep a little bit of that door open. Keep your mind open a little bit. And I think if we ever stumble across someone who we knew wasn't being sincere, that would just kind of undermine the whole message we're trying to, to get at here with Dockside Media. Yeah, and I, I think sure. you can for that. You know, it, and it, I don't know how many I've watched, three or four or five that I've watched that you guys have done. Um, it's definitely, you can, you can, you can feel the sincerity. It keeps the, the wonder going, you know, it, it keeps it, like you say, it keeps that door. It, it keeps you open-minded. It invites you to think 
And that that's a good thing. You know, that's what you want a documentary to do. It, it, there's there's got to be some information, but it's got to help you think on your own. And that, uh, you guys are nailing it. I just can't say it thanks. enough. Thanks, I, dude. Thanks. I, thanks for real, man. No, and to go back just to your question, it, yeah. as far as people talk, we, we did, uh, for the listeners out there, if, if they happen to watch our first documentary, Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure, there we interviewed uh, Zuni Pueblo elder Clifford Mahoudi, right? right. The guy was on Ancient Aliens. But my man, you know, he has had this information passed down, right? Generation by generation by generation. Um, so back to like your original question. Yeah, I mean, we have like, he was talking, I, I definitely vividly recall him talking about just, you know, this is like to to them, the Zuni peoples, this is common like knowledge, right? This is their history, you know. Yeah. These this actually these extraterrestrial beings, you know, help them. Um, and so yeah, uh, dude, super fascinating. And I love, dude, I think what we're trying to do too is like, man, if we can help give a nudge to people's childlike wonderment, man, because I feel like that goes a long long way in enjoying life and growing as a person like you know you think of like some greats like albert einstein or something like i feel that guy was just always curious right and like look how much he discovered and accomplished not thinking oh dude this is silly why am i thinking this it's like oh nah, dude we need people to be like huh dude i can be creative i can be intelligent i'm capable of a lot of stuff like what what really interests me man, I, I'd like to learn about that. And dude, when you approach it with that childlike wonderment, man, I think it just like, I don't know, helps you retain the information. It kind of helps shape you. Yeah. Um, it helps you want to go, you know, maybe talk to others about it in a just, you know, like in a respectful way, right? Not shoving anything, but like, oh, dude, I found this really neat, right? I, right. I don't know if you ever heard of this stuff, but I find this cool. Um, so yeah, I hope that's what we're trying to do with these documentaries. Yeah. Is yeah. It, it shows. Fire people up. It shows. And you know, that's what you gotta love about the technology age that we're in. I'm not great with computers. I'm not a big fan of computers, honestly. But it allows me to do this, you know, follow a passion, talk to people about the weird stuff, you know, try to figure stuff out, put stuff together. That's it's something that wasn't available to generations before us. And we've got to take advantage of that. Bro, you were make if you were really, really a go-getter back then, your best option would have been like make some flyer and put it up at the comic book shop or something and hope yeah. maybe somebody shows up on a Saturday at noon or so you know what I mean? Like, dude, just yeah, it, it just to think, right, in just 20 years, like what uh, the tools that have become available to allow you to pursue your passions. Like it's just, it's, it's wild to end in a much more like easier way. You know, the fact that just two guys, Chris and I are, are cranking out like 4k ultra high def yeah. documentaries is with drone footage and all this stuff and B roll. It's insane, man. Yeah. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I, we could have done it, but it had been probably a thousand times uh, the amount of work we would have needed many more people and way more the budget probably just would have been ridiculous if we wanted anything that looked half decent. Yeah, man. Cause we didn't even touch on that. Like the quality of this documentary 
it it's better than the last. And the last one was awesome. You know what I mean? Like it, it really is 4K ultra def or whatever you call it. It's it's incredible, you know, and you still got the uh you still got flair in there. You know, you make it fun to watch. It's it's enjoyable. That's well, a that's kudos to Chris. And I think Chris, if you want to speak, you spent a lot you know, and some viewers might not notice, but like if you're into film editing and you understand sound design and stuff and, and just little effect, like Chris, you just put in yeah. a lot more hours and time and effort, right? Yeah, this was the this one took longer than all the other ones. Um, not just because of like we added some more production quality with a bunch of sounds and stuff like that. So there's a bunch more sound design in this than there's been in any of the previous movies. Um and I don't know why it took longer, maybe because the interviews were longer or maybe because uh, there was just so much to sift through and kind of figure out what fit into this storyline um, that it that it just it, it ended up taking longer than we expected. But I think it shows in the final product. Um, definitely proud of this movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by taking longer than expected, yo, this is this is a shot at the Hollywood studios out there. Yo, I'm talking to my man Chris. It took him like say maybe 10 weeks to edit it front to back with all the revi revisions instead of six weeks like previous stocks or four weeks, right? So it's still like it's still breakneck speed. Yeah. Um yeah. while you know raising kids and doing graphic design just everything that he does right so like you know it's a testament to just his his amazing uh talent and skill and hopefully other people will be able to do well if chris can do that i'm sure i probably can too like oh definitely it's not like we're just like we, we put the world on hold and we're just doing this 24 7 like bro if you know, what is it? Five or a few flights for interviews, a few drives for local interviews. Yeah. You know, Chris sits yeah, down, this edits is... it all together. We do some revisions back and forth. I mean, uh, it's just nuts. We've been able to crank out four. Uh, the first two released in April of 2022. Here we are in November with uh, two more out. And yeah, we're going to film Look, more. So we, um, this is not my full-time job. Right. I've got two kids um you know tyler has a kid it's not his full-time job either so like we just kind of make it happen so well, i quit my sales job so yeah i mean it is but i mean i i do uh, well like, way to undermine too, my narrative commercial holy filming. shit but i'm okay. saying what i'm saying here is dude you remember when i quit my job bro. you're like tyler tyler what the hell are you tyler doing? bro i chris got so anxious he's like dog you quit your job so yeah bro it'll be all right we're going to, I'm betting on myself, man. And if, if whatever, if we fail, I'll just go get another job. What's the big deal. And so, but Chris, he was so, he, he was like, I told family and stuff and they were like all cool and supportive of it. Chris was the most anxious out of everybody. I know. Is that really surprising though to you <laughs> at this point? No, nah, you're the yin to my yang, bro. That's right. But my point is like, dude, if there's something out there you're passionate about and you're like, I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money. Oh, you can you can find it. You can make it happen. We don't we don't spend a ton of money, you know, making these things. It's just a lot of uh, sweat equity, lots of time and effort that we find. So, but we appreciate you know 
just hearing the impact and uh you know what people think of the, our, our efforts so thanks thanks for everything you said appreciate it absolutely man you guys earned every word you guys do a lot of good work and it's keeping me entertained it i honestly you know tell my family to watch this stuff it's not like i'm just trying to cram it in before we talk i enjoy it you know what i mean uh a lot of times people will send books to read or whatever else and you feel like you have to hurry you have you have to get this in there and you know even if you don't feel like reading here you gotta sit down and read this book but this is like i get to watch your show you know i i get to sit back and enjoy this and take it in and take notes and text my dad wait wait till this releases you know because he, he's all into this stuff too everything you all have done i've just i've taken it in like entertainment <laughs> you know it's good I, I enjoy ah, that makes me want to cry here on camera bro <laughs> it really does mean a lot to us man it, it just it does you know we're filmmakers and yeah, we want to create interesting, informative, entertaining, and thought-provoking documentaries. And yeah, until we started and tried, you know, like it was only like a belief in my head and my heart that, bro, we can do this. We can do this. We can get these picked up for distribution. And to, so I don't know. I would just encourage others out there, man, to help spin that stuff into the universe. Don't be afraid to think like, oh, dude, I think it's possible uh, that we can get, uh, you know, a documentary filmed and it looked great and picked up for distribution. And bro, we were just on, uh, we just had, uh, like a couple articles in the newspaper, nice. right. For Dockside media and Chris and I, uh, on the Sunday newspaper, which like in the Lancaster newspaper, it's just dope, dude. The Sunday news, yeah. I got relatives texting me and stuff, you know, um, we were on ABC 27, good day PA. So like, uh, uh like a local news uh, station out of Harrisburg yeah. Um, yesterday. So it's like, Oh dude, this is, or on Monday, it's just, these are things beyond our wildest dreams. But if we never tried and um, started putting our, like, you know, our best foot forward and just really trying our best, man, that's all it is. Like, dude, I don't know. None of these doors would have opened. None of these things would have been possible. We would have never met you the list goes on. So I would encourage others to like, yo, just try and believe like, dude, I think it could happen. I, I deserve it to happen. There's no reason it can happen for other people and not me. That, that's it. Go. That's the mindset. Like somebody out there is going to do what I want to do. Why, why aren't I out there doing what I want to do? You know, um, it's the same thing with this, this podcast. I was waiting and waiting and waiting you know, I was on a literal waiting list to be on somebody else's shows to talk about my experience. And I was like four months into waiting. I'm like, man, you know, and then COVID hit and I, it was, everything was work from home. You know, it's like, okay, so now I got Zoom. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, all this extra time. I like to talk about this stuff anyway. So I just went ahead and went for it myself. And then, you know, two and a half years later, I've put out a show every single week, sometimes two shows. And it's like the content is still there. There's people still going. It's still growing. It's in like the top 2% globally. It's just like, it's really happening. You know, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm doing documentary work with some, some guys around here in Ohio. 
uh, it says things are taking off, man. And it's, it's because you put yourself out there. Like, dude, let me ask you this. When it went work from home, did you have any experience with zoom before? No. Or is that when you learned? So, so again, it's like, bro, the timing, yeah. right? Like yeah. you, you said earlier, you don't like computers. Right. Like what are the odds that like you were forced to use zoom for your work? And it was like, bro, that's the exact nudge or experience you needed to yep. be like, oh, well, gee, I'm already doing this. Huh. I can do this. Yeah. And so, dude, that's dope to hear how it played out like that. And me, I wouldn't be surprised if like the phenomenon or whatever maybe has like somehow nudges and, and pulls people in these directions. Like Chris and I, we were never really into aliens and UFOs. But it's it's crazy if we don't feel compelled like to make these documentaries. I don't know where it comes from. We could have made documentaries about anything. Right. Chris said about paranormal because he likes sci-fi and horror. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, that was the seed that started this whole journey. And so same thing with you. It's like, oh, dude, you have this experience. Oh, I'll go on somebody else's podcast, but that's about it. And then like everything just had to line up and play out the way it did to put you in a position to start it on your own. And if it happens any other way, who knows if, it, you know, if we're here right now. So it's like, yeah. oh, dude, that stuff blows my mind constantly. I know. I know. And, you know, there's a million names for it. You know, people say fate or synchronicities or, you know, whatever. I, for me, I just give credit to God. <laughs> you know, I think everything's on his timeline. And it, it happens for a reason and everything works out for the good. It might suck while you're in it. It might feel like it's overwhelming. You're like, it's not going to work out. But if you do your work, it'll, it always works out. You know, it'll work out. Uh, for sure. All right. Drop some spoilers. Tell me what else you got coming. All right. So we have, <laughs> it's going to happen. Ghosts in the Graveyard, Pure Pandemonium. We've had a few start and stops in that documentary where some we got there. It felt like this was the cursed documentary. Yeah. It fell through with our paranormal investigator, but looks like we might be getting a new paranormal investigator, a well-known one. Uh, I don't want to say too much more than that right now, um, but that is exciting. We hope to be scheduling some of that soon, but beyond that, the next thing we're working on is... Uh, we're doing a Christmas ghost documentary in Bethlehem, PA. There is apparently a hotel there where at Christmas time, there is a few spirits that visit the hotel as well as a bunch of other places in the area. Um, and I just thought that would be a really fun, interesting idea. I've never really seen a documentary around Christmas time for ghosts. Right. Um, and I'm just like selfishly thinking this is going to be a good time. And that's why we're doing it. I, it took me a while to convince Tyler, but he's on board. I, well, you know, it I think that's, that's an awesome thing because ghost stories, that's a traditional Christmas activity. You know, if you read, listen to Christmas carols. You know, they, they talk about telling ghost stories and a Christmas oh, carol. Ain't that, ain't that a ghost story or whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, so you know, great. we're the next, uh, uh, what is it? Man, that dude, oh, shame on me. I want to say what's screw what's the story of screw a christmas carol is that what it's called yeah yeah a christmas carol yeah so we'll be or a christmas story 
the Christmas store, whatever. There's a second one coming out, but yo, those people have had yeah. that market cornered forever. <laughs> yeah. So Chris, I am on board now because it's like, okay, we, we could potentially be the premier go-to Christmas movie for everybody in the world. Yeah. And dude, it's possible because here's what's up. The, the doc in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs, it released October 18th. We make some social media posts, whether it was the trailer or the poster on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram. Organically, dude, it went over 250,000 feeds, bro. What? Awesome. The mathematics, dude, that's one out of, like for like uh, 8 point, you know, uh, 7 billion people or whatever, or 7.8 billion people. It's like, dude, that's like one out of every 31,000 people. In yeah. the world, are aware of Dockside Media or in plain sight the intelligence community oh, UFOs. Oh, wow. I'm just like, dude, that's just insane, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm probably the only person crazy enough to think, dude, something like that was possible. Chris, yeah. definitely not. You would have never thought that in a million years. Not happening. <laughs> so yeah, dude, it's just it's cool uh, it and just cool. very humbling and like ah. Uh, we can't explain it. I don't know why those posts, you know, like went went viral. You know, we've been putting out all these other docs. We just have never got anything quite that much traction. Um, so, dude, it was cool. Maybe it was a Ponte. <laughs> it could be, man. You Power never them. know. It could be. They know the algorithm. <laughs> they know. Dude, no, for real. Like, I don't think it hurts, man, when you put these things out. You know, everybody is certainly entitled to whatever beliefs they have right yeah so whether you call it god uh creator of the universe spirit of the universe you know whatever is your jam i don't think it hurts to throw out a prayer to the algorithm god at times because <laughs> like it just it i'm guilty of throwing it out at times it never hurts it can't hurt to throw it out bro and i'll be darned if the algorithm sometimes doesn't respond in kind so it's like, i love well, it who knows I love it. Yeah, I would. But it is wild how that algorithm, bro, and like, it, it is crazy. I mean, it's all the social media channels, everything, bro. Like that is shaping people, right? Is yeah, it man. not? It is. It is. You know, and you see Elon. You know, takes over Twitter, buys Twitter. It's like, well, you know, let's hope. Let's hope it's a move for freedom of speech. But, dude, what if it's a mass? Like, well, we can shape everybody's personality the way that we would like to. Uh, by presenting them with the information that we want them to see, like I don't know, it's yeah. it's well, crazy. I would it wouldn't surprise me, dude. That's how Google works, ain't it? Uh, yeah, Google filters your searches. They they have no qualms telling you they they filter your searches. They present to you what people have paid to have presented to you. <laughs> you know, and I would rather, like you say, I'd rather I'd rather pray for the algorithm algorithms to work than pay for the algorithm to work. Because, True. Uh, ain't nobody getting rich out here yet. So, no. <laughs> well, guys, is there anything else you want to hit on before uh, we wrap things up for this this edition? I would just say uh, go to docsidemedia.com, D O C S I D E M E D I A.com to get access to all of our documentaries. All the links are there. Um, in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs is available now everywhere. Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Xbox, PlayStation, Voodoo, Vimeo, 
If you want to find it, you should be able to find it unless you're in Canada, which we're not quite sure why it's not available there. Too hot. Well, for it's not Canada. there on Amazon. Not there on other Amazon. platforms. It is other platforms. Other platforms. Jeff Bezos cracking down on Canadian. Uh, I don't know UFO documentaries. We don't know what that's about. But either way, please go check it out. And if you do, leave a review. One that supports us and helps us and gets the movie, you know, into that algorithm like we're talking about. But also, we want to hear your feedback from our own personal stance we want to know what you like what you didn't like we just like here and that people are engaging with the film and all the time and effort we put into it so uh in plain sight the intelligence community and ufos go check it out now please leave that review it means a lot and yo we're big enough people to understand like dude we don't know everything we're not the end all be all so yeah like if there's something you don't like about it dude let us know because we're always willing and trying to be just become better filmmakers better human beings better fathers you know right sons all that good stuff and we're just trying to grow on this journey and we'd love for you to follow us on the socials and come along because we put a lot of public call outs for these camp outs at haunted uh cemeteries um or like looking for Sasquatch or whatever the, the case may be. And then also, yeah, we got a couple other docs. We're going to be doing like a remote viewing doc, probably called Sight Unseen, Remote Viewing Declassified. So I think that'll be dope. Um, although we need to manifest that because the two main people, Hal Putoff and Russell Targe, uh, or Targ, I can't remember. I don't know how to say his last name. But like the guys that basically started it, uh, I got no's. I got a no for they They were they were either uh, too old and didn't feel they had the vim and vigor to be energetic on on camera. I tried to persuade them. Otherwise, hey, ain't nobody ever looked bad in one of our docs, baby. They always are in a good mindset. Didn't work. The other, um, yeah, just it's a, hey, it doesn't suit at this time. But, you know, well, we're going to make that one happen. And then one on like uh, reincarnation and past life regressions as well. Probably going into past life. Love it. So we're going to keep cranking them out, man, if you'll keep watching them, dude absolutely absolutely i love it i love you guys you guys i like having you on the energy is good you guys are fun you are like polar opposites and it works so well (laughs) i'm the good looking one (laughs) he he is he is now if you check that news clip on abc 27 you'll be like oh dude tyler how did you let chris surpass you that's cool It it was your shoes dude i told you it won the shoes. It was when I took the alien mask off because we were, you know, we had to act like wear an alien mask when they started. It's on Halloween, right? And it's like, right. well, these people are nice enough to have us on, so let's at least give them something entertaining. So we start with the alien mask. Yeah, when we take it off, Chris's hair still looks good. My one side of my beard got pulled out like three <laughs> inches, and my hair was like just jacked. So it's cool. I let him have his day. It's no big oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> he did great though. I was proud of him. Yeah, thanks for having us, dude. Uh, anytime hey. we'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. Anytime we'll make it work. Well, yeah, and if we uh, want to do one on the somehow the NSA, we might have to get your dad involved, bro. Hey, do it. Because uh he's got some good stories about the NSA. He's got some good stuff. Right. My wheels are turning. How available is he? Uh he's retired. He's very available. Like oh, baby. So. All right, we'll see if the ether throws us a title at, you know, and, and if it does and I run it by Chris, we might just start ripping one like that. You know, that's how all these other ones happen, man. We filmed them all between uh, August 17th and um, well, the first three were done by like November uh, and 
in plain sight was filmed from january 2022 to april 2022 and we had all yeah um but so yeah if your dad's down and we think of something juicy yeah he he looks like a mountain man and has a voice like barry white like he'd be he'd be a good one to have on your show man he'd be good sold (laughs) sold all right you all have a good night and uh you too thank you i'll I'll talk to y'all later thank you thanks my man that's it for this week guys thanks for listening if you want more content if you want to submit your own story to be on the show if you want to listen to past episodes or if you want to donate to the show you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com so just go there uh, explore the website check it all out if you want to sign up to be a member it's super cheap it's just a dollar 75 a week you can cancel it anytime get in on uh all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
the saints of gold. With their troubles far behind them, to never suffer anymore. I'm going home in the in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart this could help lead you closer to God to, to let Jesus Christ save you and it goes like this Heavenly Father I come to you from the depths of my heart realizing that I have sinned I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen. Amen.